right, Viking fans, it's time for episode 102 of uh, Viking 360. We're going to talk some Viking football. We have uh, a conversation with uh, head coach Steve Sayre, who has a homecoming of sorts uh, this week that we'll talk about. Uh, talk to a junior linebacker, Hunter Brown, and uh, we interviewed the voice of the Marietta Tigers. And uh, Brian, I believe you have some Highlights from uh, last week's game at Lincoln County. Yeah, we recapped that ball game uh, down in Hamlin. A tough tough night for the Vikings, but there were some bright spots in it, and hopefully we were able to uh, highlight those uh, with the highlights, Rube. And uh, the Vikings looking to bounce back this week, as you mentioned, up in Marietta. And uh, also had a chance to chat with a couple of uh, other Vikings. Vikings soccer, boys soccer standout, Carter Cochran. He's a two-sport athlete. He kicks for the Viking football team and also uh, on the boys soccer team as well and then Sydney Varney an outside hitter on the lady Viking volleyball team uh, they're off to a fantastic start I had a chance to chat with her and don't forget our friends at ripleyvikings.com yeah Rube uh, get all your Viking apparel there t-shirts hats sweatshirts shorts uh, just a great place for you to load your closet and drawers up with uh, Viking apparel and don't forget that coupon code VIKING360 and get it at 15% off. Vikings fell to 1-2 and two on the season after a loss this past Friday night down at Lincoln County. The Panthers got off to a quick start. Just four plays into the game, Gabe Bates finds Nolan Shemp from 19 yards out to take the early lead. Snap back, he's trying to throw. He rolled out. He's got a wide open receiver. And it's a touchdown for Lincoln County as the quarterback was able to roll to his right. Bates found a wide-open receiver in the Viking secondary for the touchdown. The two-point conversion attempt was good, and the Panthers took the early lead 8 to nothing, with less than two minutes gone by in the first quarter. The Panthers' defense held the Vikings to a three-and-out. Then dynamic playmaker Isaiah Smith fielded the Ty Stevens punt. Stevens will drop back in punt formation for the blue and white snaps. Good. He fields it. Kick is off a high spiraling kick. Down inside takes a bounce. Smith picks it up on the bounce. And here he comes right up the middle. And he is going to take it to the house. The two-point conversion attempt once again was good for the Panthers. And they led 16 to nothing with nine minutes remaining in the first quarter. The Viking offense woke up on their next drive and answered the Panthers' score with an 11-play drive, culminating when Stevens threads the needle to Cummings in the back of the end zone. Snap back to Stevens. He's going to roll to his right. He finds the open in the end zone, and what a catch! Let's wait till he gets up so we can see the number clear in the corner of the end zone. Is that Cummings? Looks like Cummings is going to come out of there from the tight end yep. position. What a catch by that young man as he was fully extended. Ty threw it in the corner of the end zone. The only place that uh, he could throw where it wouldn't be uh, intercepted. And Cummings goes up and makes a great catch. So the Vikings are on the board. The extra point kick was blocked and the Vikings trailed 16-6. to with 3.34 remaining in the first quarter. The Viking defense stiffens and held the Panthers to a three and out, and the offense picked up right where they left off on the previous drive, 
A 34-yard punt return by Elijah Miller set up this five-yard touchdown run from Brady Anderson. With snap, back to Stevens, right up the middle to Brady. Anderson, he bounces off the defender. Turns upfield, he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. This time, the Vikings convert on the two-point conversion, and they draw back to within two points, trailing 16-14 to in the final seconds of the first period. The first play of the second quarter, the Panthers regained control of the game. It never looked back when Isaiah Smith got the football. And Lincoln County will have the ball. Bates in the shotgun position, Viking defense, facing second and six. Snap back to Bates. Hands the ball off. Looks like Smith right up the middle. He's loose. Bounces off the defender. He's still on his feet. As he runs through a tackle, and he's going to make it all the way into the end zone. 60 yard touchdown run for Lincoln's count, Lincoln County's. Isaiah Smith. This time, the two-point conversion attempt failed, and the Panthers led the Vikings by eight points in the early stages of the second period. The Panther offense, however, never slowed down, tacking on two more scores in the second period, making the Vikings' halftime deficit 36-14. The second half was more of the same in Hamlin. The Panthers tacked on another Isaiah Smith touchdown, as well as a Gabe Bates touchdown pass in the third period to extend their lead to 50-14. Early in the fourth quarter, Brady Anderson capped the scoring on the night with a two-yard touchdown run. The final score was 50-21 as the Vikings fell to 1-2 on the season, and they looked to bounce back at Don Drum Stadium on Friday night in Marietta. Ripley Viking countdown to kickoff will begin at 6.30 p.m., kickoff set for 7 o'clock. Join Brian Johnson, Mike Rubin, and Phil Iman for this week's action on C98 The Bowl. Offensive players are oftentimes referred to as the hunted, but this Viking linebacker says he prefers being the hunter. We hear from junior Hunter Brown and his defensive coordinator, Shane Casto. He has a very appropriate name for a linebacker on the Viking defense, Hunter as in Hunter Brown. Hunter, thanks for being with us on the podcast, man. Uh, hi, Rube. Thanks for having me. And uh, Hunter, you're going out there at, what, 155, 158 pounds. You're going up against uh, some guys that are a little bit bigger than you. Most of the time when you see someone with that kind of weight, they might be playing a little deeper in the secondary. But you're in there in the linebacker position. Yeah, it's certainly a challenge, Rube. Uh, Got to really push it. What do you think about playing defense? Do you prefer that over offense? Do you have a defensive mentality? Yeah, I definitely have a defensive mentality. I like to hit people. And what can you tell us about uh, hitting the Marietta Tigers this week? You said you've watched a little bit of film on the Tigers. What kind of problems or what will be our strategy on Friday against Marietta? Uh, they definitely like to run the ball. they got a pretty good running back. He's pretty good size. Uh, and Andre, you sort of emerged... Uh, Last wrestling season, you sort of peaked, I thought, towards the end of your sophomore wrestling season. Do you think, uh, and how does that correlate being wrestling correlate to football? Do the same skills help you uh, as a defensive football player? Yeah, wrestling definitely helps me as a football player. Gets me stronger, gets me uh, uh, better and more in shape. All right, Hunter, thank you so much, and good luck on Friday. All right, thank you. Coach uh, Shane Castro, the defensive coordinator for the Vikings, and you were telling me that you've had uh, 
somewhat of a pleasant surprise this year at the linebacking position in one Hunter Brown. Tell me about Hunter. Yeah, Hunter's done a great job for us. You know, he's he's not the biggest guy. He's kind of undersized a little bit to uh, to play a strong side linebacker for us at, you know, about 155 pounds or so. But, you know, he's constantly playing 100 miles an hour, giving everything he has. Um, you know, we're asking him to, to take on blockers and, and tackle guys that outweigh him, you know, a lot of times 50 to 100 pounds, maybe more even. Um, and he's done a great job of that. You know, he, he doesn't say a whole lot. Uh, kind of a lead-by-example type kid. Uh, keeps his head down and goes to work. And, you know, he's, he's a coach's dream to have because whatever you ask of him, he's going to do it, and he's going to try his best to get it done for you. And I think that in, in many instances, the wrestling mentality also helps a football player, and Hunter brings that wrestling background with him to the to the defensive side of the ball. Without a doubt, without a doubt, he does. He, you know, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and 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 tangle with those bigger guys, and and sometimes maybe stronger or faster guys. And you know, but having that wrestling uh, background of of going toe to toe, one on one with a with a lead blocker or a running back, and and uh, you know, he's he's won quite a bit as a wrestler. So at that uh, mentality he has of being successful has uh, transitioned to the football field. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, Rube. Thanks. This will be the fourth meeting between the Marietta Tigers and the Ripley Vikings. All three of the previous games have been relatively close with uh, no more than 14 points separating the two teams. Ripley won 35-21 back in 2018. Marietta prevailed by seven points in 2019. The Vikings won by only two points at 28-26 in 2020. All of the games have been won by the home team. Again, this is the fourth meeting between Marietta and Ripley. Travel to Marietta on uh, Friday evening and. I know next week's game is actually Ripley High School's homecoming, but this Friday is actually sort of a homecoming for Viking coach Steve Sayers. He was the head coach of the Marietta Tigers for, I believe, six seasons uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Coach, you spent some time up here. Uh, you were the head coach up here for six seasons. Um, it's been a few years ago, but still it has to be special for you to come back. I think you told me you taught up here for 16 years as well. So certainly Marietta High School has to be a, have a warm spot in your heart. Oh, yeah, I love Marietta. I, I uh, love the city of Marietta. It's a beautiful city. You know, I just want to win the football game tonight. But, you know, the great thing about it is I coached uh, one of uh, – Marietta's coaches. Uh, I had the head coach's mother and father in class when I, uh, I think they got started dating. So, you know, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, those guys are, uh, it's been a long time, but just, you know, I really love my experiences and my years here. When you uh, look at what a victory would do uh, for your team, obviously uh, it will be important from a momentum standpoint, but then also personally, I know you're not a guy who's, who's tooting the horn personally, but uh, to get a win against a place that you used to coach at would certainly be special. Oh, yeah, it, it, but every win's special. I, you know, at my age, I don't take any of them for granted. I enjoy them all. So we just want to, I just want to get these young guys on the field and get them feeling some success and having a good time and running around and playing football.
Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. As the voice of the Marietta Tigers, Aaron Cassidy has watched as the Tigers got off to a slow 0-2 start but recovered to even their record at 2-2. Cassidy was also a one-time student of Viking head coach Steve Sayer. We're talking with Aaron Cassidy, the voice of the Marietta Tigers, in his first year as the voice of the Tigers. And Aaron, it's been an interesting year with Marietta football. Tell us about how it has progressed to this point. Yeah, you know, first, thanks for having us on and talking a little bit about the Tigers. Um, it's always a good game against Ripley, and the two coaches I know know each other well, Coach Sayer, being a Marietta guy for a long time. But this year for the Tigers has been an up-and-down year. They start off 0-2, a tough schedule to come out and play New Philadelphia in Week 1, and then a weird team that they're probably, um, on paper, probably were the favorite in, and, and Weir had a couple bit more plays than Marietta did. And uh, Marietta, in the first two games, was starting nine sophomores and a freshman. So a young team, um, and so they roll into week three, and then a young team got younger as they had ten starters out against Athens. Um, and it was one of those where just contact tracing with COVID and different various things. But it was a, the Tigers won 36-28 overtime. Um, a game that saw the halfback and Zach Bartlett rush for 209 yards on, I think it was 41 carries and five touchdowns. And then flip the script a week later, they take on uh, Richard Wright out of Washington, D.C., a, a public charter school that came down and, um, for a one-year deal with Marietta and played in Marietta. And um, Bartlett had another great game, over 200 yards rushing and six touchdowns. So in the last two weeks, the Bartlett uh, kid from Marietta at the halfback spot has rushed for over 400 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's had a uh, phenomenal start to his season. But you were telling me that uh, it is a homecoming, and a homecoming in more ways than one, uh, with the return of Steve Sayre and also some other special activities going on at the stadium. Yeah, you know, it's always good to see Coach Sayre. Um, I actually had him in high school. He was my government teacher. Um, and so it's always good to see him. Last year when we were on the road, we actually called the Ripley game. I had the opportunity to do it, and then um, coming home this year, it's good, it'll be good to see him. And then it's also so it's Marietta's homecoming, and then Hall of Fame weekend as well for Marietta. So a lot of big things going on, um, and it's just good to kind of get things back into a little bit of normal after last year's COVID season. Yes, and it seems like the uh, Ripley Marietta series has been pretty tight. It's been a close series uh, each time that the two teams have met up. So hopefully, we'll have much the same on uh, Friday evening. Yeah, for sure. It has been. Ripley's always, you know, Coach Sarah is very good. They're a well-coached team. You flip the film on. Um, I've seen a little bit of it. They're just disciplined, hard-nosed football team. And Marietta's trying to build a program, and Coach Shope's done a good job of getting to that point where he wants to be a hard-nosed, tough, physical football team. So last year was a game of mistakes, really. kind of came down towards the end of, of a couple mistakes here and there, and this year is not going to be any different, I don't think. You're going to see two teams go after it that are pretty good and two good head coaches. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Thank you. Have a good night.
three-game winning streak by the Lady Vikings soccer team came to an end on Tuesday when they suffered a 5-0 loss to Parkersburg South. Michaela Riston leads the Lady Vikings in scoring with six goals this year. She is a junior, and sophomore Sophie Jenkins leads the team with 14 saves. For the Vikings soccer team, they now stand at 4-2-1. Coach Victor Boyce's team is led in scoring by Noah Kessel with four goals. Jacob Harvey leads the team with three assists. And Nick Hill is averaging, allowing only one goal uh, against him per game. The most recent game for the Vikings, they tied Warren Local, Ohio, 0-0. The Vikings play Thursday at Point Pleasant. Carter Cochran is a busy man during the fall. He's a member of the Viking soccer team and also a place kicker on the Viking football team. And he had a conversation with another kicker, Brian Johnson. Here's Carter Cochran. All right, welcome back to Ripley High School. Joined now by senior soccer and football player, Carter Cochran. Carter, thanks for being with me. Uh, thanks for having me. So tell me about soccer, man. You guys 4-2-1 so far uh, this season. Uh, you had a... Uh, game uh, you tied uh, I believe on Tuesday night uh, but you guys are off to a pretty good start yeah we're doing good this year you know some of the games we lost we could have won and that tie yesterday we definitely could have won that but it's doing good so far got a lot of seniors on this team uh, that certainly has to help uh, when it comes to leadership yeah with five seniors that's more than we've had in a while last year we only had three so it helps out a lot what uh, do you feel like the strength of this team is uh, that's going to help you guys possibly get into the postseason uh, the seniors know how to use the younger guys. In past years, it's been seniors trying to do everything themselves, but this year it's different, so that helps. For you personally, uh, tough to believe that you're a senior and this is your last season uh, of soccer and, and all the accomplishments that you've had, uh, but you've had a great career, man, to this point. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I work hard, put in all the effort, and it works out, I don't know. You trying to just enjoy the the moments maybe a little more now after what you dealt with last year and uh, never really knowing from one minute to the next with all the COVID stuff going on. Uh, you just try to enjoy each game and each practice as much as possible, I'm sure. Yeah, this year is no different than last. It might be worse even. You know, we don't know if we'll get another game, so we just do our best each and every day. So tell me uh, your responsibilities on the team, uh, what position you play, and, and, and what you're doing. So I'm a defender on the team, so anyone, basically we're the last line. Anyone that get past us is with the keeper, so we just try to stop everyone. And football-wise, uh, you've, uh, you've uh, been kicking here for, I think this is three years now. Uh, how tiring is it on your leg? I, I know as the season wears on when you have all these soccer games and all the running that you do and then you're also kicking, it has to wear on you physically a little bit. Yeah, last year – when it was really the first time I had to do them both a lot, I wasn't prepared for it, and it, it hurt my leg a lot. But this year I'm preparing a lot better for it. It's not as bad, but it still gets to me sometimes. Carter, thanks for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Sydney Varney is a, an outstanding pitcher on the Lady Viking softball team in the spring, but she's a, an outside hitter for the Lady Viking volleyball team in the fall. Here's Brian Johnson talking with junior Sydney Varney. All right, welcome back to Ripley High School. Joined now by Lady Viking volleyball junior Sydney Varney. Sydney, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. Hey, you guys uh, got off to a pretty quick start uh, in the season. Now, uh, I think sitting at four and six, about halfway through the year. 
Uh, how would you assess uh, your season so far and how you guys are doing? I think we're doing really good. We've played some really tough teams, and we've fought along with them, so that's good. So tell me a little bit about um, your team. I mean, you only have one senior on the team, uh, several juniors and sophomores. Uh, you're one of the lead juniors and asked to take uh, somewhat of a leadership role. Talk about that and how challenging that's been for you. Uh, it. I don't really know. I mean, we all get along pretty good, I think. And having three juniors and one senior has been kind of tough, having to look after all the younger ones like the sophomores. And we're so, a really young team. So tell me what position you play and what your responsibilities are. I understand you're an outside hitter and you lead the team in kills. Is that true? Yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, about that. Uh, do you like that and what's your favorite part of it? Uh, you know, do you like being able to spike it on somebody's head and get a point for your team? Or, you know, what what are some of the things that get you excited about volleyball? Uh, when, like, the other – when the other hitters get a kill, I really like cheering on for them, cheering for them. And, like, when we just do good, you so know, all of this. Tell me, about, tell me about Coach Moore. Um, she talks a lot about you and bragged you up big time and uh, uh, talks a lot about this team. And you guys seem to get along very well, not only with each other, as you mentioned a moment ago, but also uh, with Coach Moore and what she means to the team. I think it's good having her because she's she's really involved and she's always trying to help us no matter what. And she's she um, really helps us. So as the season uh, wears on, what are some of your all's goals? What do you want to be able to accomplish uh, when you look back and the season's over with? Uh, I'd like to make it to states or regionals. That'd be a good goal. What uh, if you had to, to look at what the experience of softball did for you last year in the sectional, uh, how has that made you grow as an athlete at Ripley High School and, and that experience of being in, in those high-pressure games? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, but we got through it, and I think it made us all better. All right, it Sid. showed us how to win. All right, Sid, thank you for the time. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.